Chapter 1 One of the many advantages of being a single professional woman who lives alone is there is no one around to judge you on your relationships with the household appliances. So it was without feeling like a complete idiot that I stepped back from the toaster and waited until its defensive growls subsided. It had all come down to this moment, victory for one of us and embarrassing defeat for the vanquished. I considered my next move carefully. The appliance worked fine until you dropped slices of whole grain bread into the slots and depressed the lever. White bread, pumpernickel, wheat meal, none of those were ever a problem, though the toaster did burn the bottoms of crumpets while undercooking them on the top. I had dropped English muffins and even the occasional bagel into the machine, and all had emerged a few minutes later, crisply toasted and otherwise unmolested. The toaster's snarling defiance passed into silence. I gingerly reached forward and tried to pluck the cooling toast from the slots without drawing attention to myself. The growling started again, climbing the register to a higher pitch in a real tantrum of possessive fury. Fine, I snapped, and reached out to unplug the sunward thing. The noise ended abruptly. I snared the toast and sighed. Two-thirds of the bread was gone. My plans for a quiet morning working in the central city office, perhaps punctuated by lunch at one of the side street cafes that served expression tea, where the flavours of empathy come with milk and sugar, were now in a state of flux. My car was in an autotherapy clinic for tests, and the toaster had been getting worse. I was no longer interested in battling it each morning for breakfast. I went to my home office, a small room under the stairs, accessed through a round vault door that weighs several tons and requires a retina scan to unlock. The door is chrome and matte gold, with a spinning handle on it like the spokes of a ship's wheel. It was there when I moved in nine months ago. It has a state-of-the-art eyeball-scanning security system, which for some reason refused to accept olive as a viable eye colour. Once I had managed to get the security system to accept my eyes as authorised, the room made a great place to get work done. The estate agent said the previous owner had used the space as a broom closet. Rumbling snores choked off with a snort as I swung the vault door open. The desk coughed long and dry, setting its many drawers rattling. My desk coughs, and yes, sometimes snores gently. Not because it has a respiratory system, but because it is old, and my empathic perception of the desk gave it anthropomorphic characteristics. Could this be an explanation for my toaster's breakdown? I have never been a morning person, and the first thing I did most mornings was grumpily shove bread into the appliance and slam down the lever. There are library shelves sagging under the weight of books that talk about anthropomorphic resonance, the way we relate to appliances powered with empathic energy. I resisted the sudden urge to plug my toaster back in and apologise, Personal communications always left me feeling hot-faced and tongue-tied. I flicked on the light. My desk took up more space than was appropriate in the cramped room, but I had loved it since I was a little girl. 
My family had inherited the desk from my great-grandmother's estate. It was one of those old roll-tops, lovingly crafted from rare living oak, with dozens of tiny drawers. If I put my face very close to the sun-warmed wood and inhaled gently, the smells of ancient pipe tobacco, Indian ink and patchouli oil filled my nose. The scents were a mystery to me. To the best of my knowledge, my great-grandmother never smoked, wrote exclusively in pencil, and never professed any interest in patchouli. The riddles of the desk were part of its appeal. I skirted around piles of books, ducked under the hanging bunches of dried computer circuitry, and slid the desk open. Each of the thirty-four drawers behind the roll-top was about the size of a playing card, and from the front of each one, hung a small metal dongle like a hanging earring that served as...